You're listening to the Uncensored Direct Marketing Show. This show is designed for direct response marketers who want raw, unfiltered conversion tips and secrets to scale their offers profitably to reach their next million. I'm Maria Sparagas. I'm the founder of Direct Paynet and your host. Now let's dive in. Has PayPal frozen your funds? If so, then listen up until the end and I will explain why they froze your funds, how to prevent them freezing your funds again, and steps to take to recover your money. So I help thousands of direct response businesses in the health and beauty space, the adult space, coaching businesses, drop shipping, um, get reliable payment solutions for their businesses. And unfortunately, many of them come to me in situations where PayPal has frozen their funds. And it is a very precarious time for most businesses when, you know, your account has been on hold on PayPal and you're not able to accept payments. It literally freezes pretty much your assets. So I've helped a lot of these merchants, first of all, get their funds back from PayPal, um, sometimes get their their PayPal accounts unfrozen. Um, and also most importantly is to find a reliable payment solution. So you don't have to run into these issues, uh, once again. So, uh, I, my contact information is below and feel free to reach out to me if you need any information on there. And also please like subscribe and share so you can get more content here. Um, and now in terms of PayPal payment holds. I know this is a very frantic time. Obviously, if PayPal is your only source of accepting payments and they hold your funds, this is, you know, freak out mode uh, in terms of, you know, your business and your livelihood. So first of all, it's important to understand why is PayPal holding your money? So if you are using PayPal as a payment processor, you've either scaled too fast. So meaning you opened your PayPal account and within a couple of months, you know, you're doing over $25,000 a month, which they feel is, you know, a very fast growth. So when they see a growth path like that, oftentimes they put an account on hold so they can review your business activity and what you're doing. Um, and that is especially true if you're in a high risk industry. So if you're selling supplements, if you're drop shipping, um, you know, or if you're a, in a coaching business of some sort, they deem those industries as high risk. Um, and you know, they're more likely to put you on hold if you're in one of these industries. Um, also if you've gotten a couple of more disputes than normal, it doesn't have to be much, you know, for example, if you're usually, you know, getting five or 10 disputes and then one month you get 12 or if refunds start getting really high, those are triggers for PayPal to put your account and your funds on hold until they figure out what's going on. So PayPal, you know, um, sometimes it's just a couple of days. Sometimes it could be a couple of weeks. It is a very big company and it can take a while sometimes before getting your money back. So the one thing that you have to keep in mind is that PayPal can legally hold your funds. Now, there is a lot of talk with people saying that it's illegal for PayPal to hold your money um, and that you can sue them and so on and so forth. So one thing you have to keep in mind, if you are using PayPal as your payment processor, meaning to accept credit card payments from your customers uh, on your website for business purposes, they are your payment processor. They are not a money transmitter, which are two very different things. I don't want to get into the intricacies of that, but as a money transmitter, yes, they have to give you your money back within 24 hours. Uh, and there are, you know, some legal routes for you to get your money faster as your payment processor. They abide by the rules of visa and mastercard, which do state that 
somebody can dispute or refund a transaction for six months post-purchase. So if PayPal feels that you're not doing what you're supposed to do as a merchant, they can put your funds on hold and keep them for up to six months after um, transactions take place. So keep that in mind. Uh, I'll talk a little bit more about the legal route later. Um, so now you can actually sue PayPal Either way, whether you're using them as a money transmitter or a payment processor, um, you can go to small claims court if it's under 10K. Keep in mind, if there is a legitimate reason, for example, you're not abiding by all the terms and conditions that PayPal has set out, if your disputes you know, start teetering or go over the 1% mark, um, they could feel that those are legitimate reasons to put you on hold and that you're not abiding by their terms and conditions. And they may match list you, uh, which is essentially a blacklist for payment processing things. It's kind of like declaring bankruptcy on the payment processing side. Um, and you definitely don't want to be on a match list because it doesn't just affect PayPal. It affects your ability to process payments with any payment processor. Uh, I'll link below an episode about match list and what, you know, the consequences of being on the match list are, but you definitely don't want to be on there. So if there is a legitimate reason that they put you on there, for example, whether you want to admit it to yourself, if you have too many disputes or you have some issues or you're processing on a website that you didn't tell them about. Um, this is not a time for you to try to be aggressive with PayPal or to try to sue them or anything like that. And if you go the legal route um, with lawyers, it can be very, very costly, obviously, because PayPal is such a huge company. Um, you know, they have tons of lawyer, lawyers and legal staff to, to be able to defend themselves. Um, now, one of the most important things is getting your money so you can start, you know, obviously making sure that your business stays afloat and that you are able to, um, you know, continue operations. So first things first, determine if your account has been suspended or closed. That is literally a simple email to their support department asking, you know, not necessarily exactly that question is my account suspended or closed, but just saying, hi, you know, I don't have access to my funds. Can you please advise when my account will be reactivated? If they do not give you a clear answer saying, you know, do this and your account's going to be reactivated in X amount of days, that means likely your account is suspended for a long time or it has been closed permanently. So either or of those two situations, uh, if it's suspended for a long time or closed, your number one priority should be to get another payment processor onto your website so you can start, you know, uh, your operations. Um, so one of the quickest ways is just to go to Stripe and sign up for an account. At the same time, I would suggest that you get a merchant account. If you're in a high-risk industry or if you've had problems with PayPal and so forth, uh, Stripe isn't necessarily your best solution, but it is a quick solution. So you want to get Stripe on quickly so you can, you know, get your business up and running. And then you want to apply for a merchant account. I will link an episode uh, that I've recorded in the past that gives you the steps on how to apply for a merchant account. Um, and you should kind of do these things at the same time as you're trying to get your funds released. Um, so if your account has been closed, you know, obviously you want your money back as quickly as possible. Well, the best course of action is to wait seven to 10 days after your account has been closed and then do two things. You want to send PayPal an email uh, and you also want to send PayPal a registered letter. Make sure it is registered with tracking and a signature is required so you can you know, confirm that somebody has received it. Now you want to mail the letter to the compliance department at PayPal. 
and you want to address it to somebody in their compliance or risk department. Um, how do you find somebody? There's plenty of names. You can contact me and I can give you some names, but it really depends if you're PayPal USA or PayPal Europe or from another region. So it's not always the same person that it's addressed to, but you can just simply go on LinkedIn. And the beauty about LinkedIn is that everybody has their title and what company they're working for. So go onto PayPal's uh, LinkedIn page and look for a compliance or a risk, you know, somebody ideally in the executive level and use their name and you can, you know, on the letter, address it directly to them, mail it to them. Uh, and then that'll get targeted for the email. What I recommend is that you copy compliance at paypal.com and include as many people as you can find in the compliance, the risk and the legal department, just CC all of them, uh, and address it to the person that you mailed the letter to but CC all these people. Um, so you can, you know, obviously get somebody's attention as quickly as possible in this letter. You should explain who you are, you know, your, your identification. You should also advise them that, you know, you haven't had access to your funds within the last seven to 10 days and that you cannot continue operations. And I have some templates and a couple of things, um, that I can give you in terms of the letter to send to PayPal. So please feel free to, you know, message me below or reach out to me through my website. And I will be happy to, to give you a, a template um, that you can use to respond to PayPal. Um, and typically they, when you send a snail mail, you should expect a response back within one week and they do respond to registered letters. So keep that in mind. An email is not enough. You really need to do both. Now, if you have a little bit of a bigger budget, you can get it done by your lawyer. But, uh, in most cases, if you send it yourself, at least the first one, you will get at least some type of response. And once you get that type of re the, the response of what's going on, then you can take steps, whether to go the legal route or, um, you know, schedule a call with someone or whatever the case is, but really, um, I wouldn't waste my money on a lawyer right away. I'd really go the registered letter route. And then I would, you know, follow up with an email at the same time and then, get a response back and take it from there. And as I said, remember, while you're doing this, make sure you're working on getting another payment processor because odds are, you know, this relationship with PayPal is strained and it's not going to result in you getting uh, your business back up and running. Um, now, in terms of the letter, I do want to explain a couple of things that are pretty important on what you should mention in that letter and your expectations as well getting 100% of your money back right away is very unlikely. If you're processing payment processing with PayPal uh, on a website, you have to keep in mind that transactions can be charged back or disputed for six months after they occur. So PayPal will not be willing to give you 100% of your money back. Reason being, somebody can go back three months after your account's been closed with PayPal and ask for a chargeback or a dispute and PayPal has no choice but to fund that dispute. That is a, you know, a credit card liability clause. Um, again, not to get super specific about it, but PayPal is on the hook for whatever transactions they've allowed to process with Visa and MasterCard. So they need to make sure and they will not release all your money because they want to make sure that any disputes or refund requests that come in, they have enough money from you to fund those. So 
what you have to do. And again, feel free to reach out to me because everybody's situation is a little bit different. It depends on, you know, your percentage of disputes, your percentage of refunds, how long you've been processing. But a general rule of thumb is in that letter, the seven to 10 days, you want to ask them for 50% of your money back. The reason I say 50% is they will likely be more amenable to giving you some money back if you, you know, kind of give them an inch, meaning let them keep half the money and you get half the money back. Um, now it could be a little bit more. It really, like I said, it really depends on your past performance, how long you've been working with PayPal. But, um, you know, if you don't really know what to do and you're kind of all over, just ask for half of your money back. Um, you know, explaining that, you know, you haven't, you've had, you know, one or 2% of disputes or whatever the case is, um, and that you would like at least half your money back so you can start operating your business again, because these are very important funds for operating your business and paying your employees and so forth. Um, once you get that response back, you know, I've had very good success with a lot of uh, merchants that come to me with getting half their money back. And then 30 days after they get that money, um, you ask for another release. So maybe another 50% or 60 or 70. Keep in mind, PayPal will want to keep some money for the full six months. But you know, if let's say they're holding a hundred K, for example, you can get 50 K right away. And then another 25 and then let them keep maybe 5%, $5,000 for the full six months to fund whatever disputes and so forth. So you have to understand the premise of risk on their end is that if, for example, your business closes and you're not able to fulfill, um, all these orders that you've taken, then they may get, you know, a ton of chargebacks and they will not want to give you all your money back. So if you go with a reasonable approach and you explain to them that, you know, you'll want 50% of your money now, 30 days later, you contact them again and you ask for another 50%. And then you wait another 30 days and you ask for another 50% or you ask for, you know, the remainder and let them keep a couple of thousand bucks. That will be your best bet. Um, and, you know, within 60 ish days, for example, you'll have, you know, ideally 75 to 80% of your money uh, back in. So feel free to uh, reach out to me and I'll give you a template um, on what you can do to, you know, the letter that you can use to, to reach out to PayPal. Um, and the most important thing to remember out of this is, you know, come up with a logical plan to try to get the most of your money back while keeping in mind that they'll want to keep some money um, for a little while. And obviously taking an aggressive approach like the legal route, that should be your last resort because number one, it's going to be very expensive for you. Uh, and number two, if there is any liability on your end, like for example, if you're selling on a website that you didn't register with PayPal, like you registered for website abc.com, but you end up processing payments for xyz.com, they're going to say, hey, you never told us that you were, you know, accepting payments on that website and so forth. So there's a lot of things that you have to keep in mind. And when you do um, accept PayPal's terms and conditions, you know, the, the 20 some odd pages that you accept, there are a lot of terms in there that you've accepted that may not be to your benefit, but you know, will result in them saying, Hey, but you did accept the terms and conditions that say this, this, and that, and you, you didn't abide by that. So, um, the best approach is really 
to be reasonable and to try to get chunks of money released um, at faster intervals. And, you know, the first one being a big chunk and then kind of slowing it down from there. So I do hope that you found this episode useful and feel free to email me or check out my website, mariasparagas.com. Send me a note and I will send you a template that you can send PayPal so you can start getting your money back. I wish you a great day and don't forget to like, subscribe and share for more amazing content.